Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast, Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for Anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. (sighs) That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, but not today, because we've got an episode for you. Amy, Tom, and Carl are here. Everybody say hi. Hey. We're here, here, but we're going to just like... Sit yeah, back. Get back here. It's Chill. Fine. Yeah. Just like, listen I got some with popcorn. you. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting. It's great. I've got a drink because I'm just going to like listen to this podcast instead of like doing one. It's way better. <laughs> are you guys going to enjoy it more knowing that we're just back here? Soundless listening with you. I hope so. I hope, I so. hope that adds something. Yeah. I'll overlay random coughs and sneezes. <laughs> no, I Listen, you're doing it very closely throughout this entire episode of Quest Friends. You might have heard about it. Uh, we've been telling you about it for the last week or so, but now we've got an episode for you to try because you haven't taken the plunge. Uh, so listen to this episode, and then what you're going to do while you're listening to it, realizing it's so good, good, good gosh darn funny is you're going to search in your podcast app for Quest Friends with, with an exclamation point at the end, uh, or visit questfriendspodcast.com slash dragons. When you go there, they've got little teaser clips to just hook you more. And then best onboarding points, which is this episode right here. Uh, so listen to it and go find Quest Friends. Thanks, everybody. Huge thanks to Quest Friends for their support. Hello, guests and ghouls, and welcome to Quest Friends Hereafter, an improvised fiction podcast using the Under the Neighborhood role-playing system. I am Kyle, he, him, and today I, my four best friends, and some dice are going to tell you a story about a phantom thief and the two people they had the misfortune of pissing off. 
Hello, I'm Ari, she, her, and I play Aurelio Enrique Hueso Canaca, or Kike for short, the opportunist who adapts he, him. I'm Emily, they, them, and I play Irene Hawthorne, the necromon trainer who overextends she, her. I am Tom, my pronouns are he, him. I play Hilda Mishkevich, the guardian who pulls pranks, whose pronouns are she, her. I'm Hallie, and I need to step away because someone's knocking on my porch door, so I'll be back really shortly. Who's knocking on her porch door? Her family, presumably. Yeah, yeah. my guess. But it is it still feels odd to knock on the upstairs. Her family likes to do that. That's where they enter from. It's also quite possibly a niece or nephew. They like to just... Oh, yeah. They do like to just go. Who was it at your door, Hallie? We need to know. Um, the air conditioning man. I forgot that what? there's an air conditioning man here to make sure that my air conditioning is like ready for when it gets hot. I was told this, but I completely forgot. New slice of life complication for Sparky. She has to record a very important expose, but the air conditioning man is there. I don't know how I have so many missed calls and texts. <laughs> They're like, Hallie, you need to let the man in. You have to turn on your AC. This poor man. Okay, so. um, I'm Hallie. She, her, and I play Sparky Malarkey, the intuition who investigates. <laughs> also, she, her. Okay, so welcome. Before we get started on today's adventure, as always with Under the Neighborhood, we start by doing a slice of life complication where we describe some mundane difficulty that one of our characters is dealing with that will then spiral into a fantastical adventure. Today you could choose a complication for Hilda or Sparky. So who wants to begin with their suggestion? My complication is for Hilda. Sparky's coffee maker is broken. <laughs> complication. But it is for Hilda specifically. For Hilda. That makes it, that sells it though. Yeah. That sells it. I'm really impressed by that. That's... You've, you've got me there. My complication is, I think it fits better for Sparky, and it's a complication that has been my complication for the past couple of days, and it is that Sparky is expecting a phone call from somebody <laughs> important, and you can decide who it is. The rutabaga. And you don't know when it's going to come, but you know that at some point so you're going to call and you have to pick it up. But so that means you have to unsilence your phone and there's a bunch of scam calls that aren't the call that you want. And that's this nice complication for Sparky because it's so annoying. You keep going and it's like, is this the call? And it's not. It's a scam phone call. And it keeps going. Listen, I've run these scams. I know what they're like. That's such a layered complication <laughs> that takes so long to explain, but is so simple and deep and easy to understand on an emotional level. It's because it has been my life for the past couple of days, that's why. We hear about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> oh no. I have mine next, if, if people would like it. And I think it's the opportune time. My complication is for Sparky. The extended warranty on Sparky's car has expired. Oh my god. This is relevant because as we know, Sparky's brakes are still broken. They don't work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or not not brakes, not brakes. It's that Sparky can't reverse. I can't right? reverse. <laughs> the reverse. Sparky can't reverse. There we go. I, I fucked that up. But Sparky's car still can't go in reverse. The extended warranty has expired. 
So, so what? What if she keeps getting the call of your car's extended <laughs> warranty has expired, but it's actually <laughs> not a scam. Out. It's an actual call. What Sparky keeps thinking it's a scam and hanging up. Beep. Do you think Sparky realizes that this is a metaphor for her life and how she can't go back in time? <laughs> Only play will find out, Emily. We play to find out here. All right, Hallie, what's what's your suggestion? Um, I forgot it. Oh, no. <laughs> My suggestion is Hilda can't find any of the four pairs of sunglasses she knows she owns, inspired by this afternoon at 2 p.m. when I wanted to go for a walk. Perfect. All right. I do just really enjoy the idea of Sparky getting calls that she thinks are spam but are actually about her real car's real extended warranty. I'm very drawn to that. If we're going to be honest, if Sparky were to receive any call about an extended warranty, she'd ignore it because her car is perfect and nothing short of it just straight up not driving at all anymore is going to convince her that it isn't. So she's waiting on an unrelated call. I'm waiting on an unrelated call. I would like to be waiting on a call from the rutabaga man. I am getting so frustrated at the lack of rutabagas in this grocery store that I just asked them to call me when the rutabagas were next in stock. And then I can just show up and see if they're actually there. This is an experiment. Okay. It's a really good one. All right. So for this adventure, our slice of life complication will be that Sparky is waiting on a very important call but keeps getting your car's extended warranty has expired messages, which are actually true. In that case, let's get into it. But before we get started, surprise! You're actually listening to a special version of the Necromon Thief that combines parts one and two into a single episode. While part one of the Necromon Thief is fun, it has a lot of stuff related to the overall plot that, to be honest, as a new person to the show, you probably don't care a whole lot about. So we're jumping straight into the fun adventure parts of part two. Here's what you need to know. Currently, we have two plots going on. In our A plot, the dour skeleton Kike is currently on a noir-fueled mystery where he's trying to find a missing Necromon. Necromon are essentially ghostly Pokemon that say their names backwards. In our B-plot, meanwhile, Sparky and Hilda are on a much less noir-themed mystery as they go to the local grocery store to figure out why they don't ever have any Rubegas in stock. Sparky also continues to dodge a hellish amount of spam texts. That should be all you need to know for this episode. However, if at any point you run across a word that sounds unfamiliar to you, you can check the description for a character list that includes a brief description of pretty much every proper noun in this episode. We are going to pick up our story with the fourth main character, Irene Hawthorne, the Necromon Trainer who is currently spending a normal day at the Zarvian Museum, blissfully unaware of the noir mystery she's about to become entangled in. It was Sunday. For most people, that means a day of rest, of relaxation. <laughs> but I'm not most people. I'm Irene Hawthorne, the world's greatest necromon trainer. It had been a month since my last match, and I couldn't get it out of my mind. Our battle had been against a hot 
naughty country girl and an imposter, but all I could see was a mirror. As it just so happened, the dome had recently opened a Sarvian exhibit. It was time to train my mind. So Irene, it is, it's about 12.50, something like that. You've just had lunch. You're here at the Boidle Rat exhibit. <laughs> uh, Boidle Rat, the official necromon of Zarvia. No, it's it's a nicer one. It's like the nicer version of the Boidle Rat. It's like a ghost possum or something. Can it have a Nushanka? Yes. Please. Yes. Begging you. It's a ghost possum in a Nushanka. God. Uh, actually, no, it is. It's a little orb, a little like floating glass ball with a Nushanka. <laughs> is what you see. These are ice creatures that can link up to each other and make bigger features. Used for entertainment, for war, for battle, all those kinds of things. They say, lurk, lurk, lurk. (laughs) It's almost lyric. That's why Rasputin wants musical numbers. (laughs) We've done it. We've connected the dots. We've made a conspiracy. He thinks they're asking him to sing by saying lyric, lyric. Lyric, we solved the mystery. They're called Kirill, is what they would be called. Lyric, ik, kir, yeah, they're called Kirill. Kirill. <laughs> what exactly are you doing here, Irene? Well, you train your necromon, right? You train your body and you train your mind. So Irene is here to train her mind. That's what she calls researching or like homework or things like that. She's training her brain. She's making her intellect buffer. Secretly, she also just kind of likes museums. So, yeah, you are you are learning, and your necromon are learning as well. Any exhibits that particularly interest any of the necromon? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what exhibits there are here, but if there's any, like, about the fauna of Sarvia, I think Malaya would be interested in seeing that. The fighting fauna of Sarvia yes. was the 55th unit oh, yes. of uh, plant soldiers called the fighting fauna. The fighting fauna. Malaya is all about the fighting fauna. There's a little section about his cousins. The dancing mushrooms. Oh, yes! The dancing mushrooms! Oh, like those invitations! Amazing. Ah, the dancing mushrooms! Anything for Pokio? Pokio is interested in um, Zarvian cuisine. Pokio has found a chef's hat. They stole it from the museum. (laughs) A Zarvian chef's hat. It looks just like a Nushanka, but pleated. (laughs) All right. And since Tom's internet has shut off for a little while, I will describe what the Mossies do. The Mossies are kind of split all over the place. I mean, they're usually a unit, but you're in the Xarvian exhibit. What could go wrong? So Irene, you're checking it out. You're looking at the Kirill. Next to you, this boy in like very ragged, rusty kind of... Like a newsboy cap? And like suspenders? Yeah, this yeah. skeleton in this newsboy cap and suspenders <laughs> with a little name tag that says, Hi, my name is Lexi. Oh my god! It's just like, No! Boidle rat is better. Ras- Lexi, not understand why Boidle rat not here. Irene 
slowly turns over. Boidle rat. Yes, <laughs> boidle rat. Boidle rat are literal trash. They are trash. Yes, is strongest element. No one has ever thought that except one person, and I crushed him. Ah, yes. Sister Annie told me all about this. And as you're having this uncomfortable conversation, the clock strikes one, and you hear the screams. Seesop! Seesop! Oh, I go to my babies! Roll me to take action. Oh! I got two twos. No! No. Wait, what is your fears? My fears is three. Make success, then. Oh, yeah! So take action. You react slightly too late. I am not a fast child. (laughs) Irene, you run faster than you should. Everything is blurring around you. The lights are stronger, the sounds are louder, but you can't notice because you're tunnel vision. As you go, you see one of the mossies trying to bite at this figure wearing a robe and a Phantom of the Opera mask covering their face. I, I would like to use Elemental Blast. With who? With Pokio. Pokio is barreling in. Because <laughs> that's the move. Yeah. That's the move. Okay, so you're running in. Pokio is running as well with the little chef's hat. Little chef's hat, here comes this tiny little cactus, and this works perfectly because regardless of whether Irene told Pokio to do this, uh, Pokio's actually loose cannon and was going to pull out. I'm a healer, but... <laughs> And, and just attack. <laughs> so you charge, and Pokio charges with you. An elemental blast. Tell me what elemental blast does. Roll your Necromon's signature stat to harness their element. Based on what the signature stat is, the effect may change. So for Pokio, the signature stat is slick and the effect is a circumstantially unique ability. So what circumstantially unique thing happens when Pokio does their elemental blast? I think it would be fun if they could, instead of draining, like amplify the other's ability. So like the mossies grow these huge sharp teeth or something. Cactus spikes spontaneously, but it's not as horrifying. Never mind, X guard that. I mean, they do not grow cactus spikes. Maybe they do make other necromons spiky. The power of cactus. Hallie or Ari, if you think of any good cactus attack puns. Mm. Cactus attack. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Attactus. 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 Cactus attackus. Sounds like a Russian, Russian, a Roman general. Cactus attackus. Okay, cactus attackus. That's what it is now. I imagine cactus attackus. It looks like Sonic the Hedgehog's spin dash, but it's a cactus. She yells, "Cactus a cactus!" As you yell, the figure turns back and looks towards you. 
and Pokio fucking bolts and that blue electricity shoots between all their spines and it shoots towards one of the mossies, which reaches out to grab it. But because you rolled a mixed success on take action, which means you arrive slightly too late, the mossy is blocked by the phantom figure's hand, which latches onto it, and you hear a, ow, as Pokio's cactus attacktus zaps the thief's hand instead of the mossy that it was targeting. And before you, Malaya, Pokio, or the other two mossies can respond, the figure whisks their coats, and like a phantom, vanishes. No! I will say that Malaya was so distressed that he forgot he could get bigger to reach the place faster. So he has been running to save the friend, but very small. So it takes it a long time, and that's why he didn't reach it. Oh, Malaya! He's been mushroomin'. Mushroom and cross the museum. My baby. Holy oh. yeah. Irene is just holding the remaining Necromon. Oh. You tried. Holy oh. Holy Malaya. <laughs> so you pick up Malaya, pick up Pokio, pick up one of the mossies, and another mossy appears with something in its mouth. Because I forgot to mention that when we start investigations, the first clue should have been free. Ari shouldn't have had to roll, so we're going to give that clue to you free right now. Four of diamonds. Diamonds provide physical evidence related to the victim's body or possessions. There is evidence of an injury. So in fact, the other moss ball doesn't come with anything, the other moss. Instead, as you pick it up, you feel... Almost as if your soul itself is hurting. In the car, going to the grocery store. What what music do we put on? Um, I imagine that Sparky has like tapes that like in that Phineas and Ferb episode where they have best trucker hits from 1986 to 1986. <laughs> like something like something <laughs> weird like that. It's all cassette tapes and <laughs> mixtapes. I have a lot of mixtapes. Who made the mixtapes for you? Well, I made most of Sparky made most of them. I assume, she would throw away any Elliot gave her. If Lucas gave her a mixtape, man, oh, that would be amazing. I'm sure they made one together in high school because that's what you do when you're when you're young in love at that <laughs> age. You make mixtapes. There are a couple of mixtapes. There's the one that you made with Lucas, which is clearly just your taste because he's a doormat. Yeah, that's why I like it so much. And then there's one that he made for you that is clearly just Chaz Casey's taste (laughs) because he asked your friend Chaz Casey for help on making a perfect mixtape. That's adorable. If Lucas Bang made one of his own, it'd just be the Pokemon theme over and over (laughs) again. What a good mixtape. Sparky's going to put one of her own mixtapes on this time, though. I imagine Hilda and Sparky cruising down in her van with sunglasses like the Blues Brothers going to the grocery store to look for rutabagas. But I'm also imagining the vibe of the When Mom Isn't Home video. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Just both of them bobbing their heads. But I changed my mind and instead of that, it's just Europey. We're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna blast Europey going down the highway into this ancient van. Going to the grocery store. 
Yeah, you are now at Out of Time. Out of Time looks pretty similar to how it looked in that kind of vision you had, Sparky. Because, I mean, it was just the same... Gro- it's a grocery store. Yeah, it's... It's a slightly nicer grocery store. And yeah, you go in. You're, you're in Out of Time. Okay, Hilda. I think our best bet is to either pretend to be someone who needs to see the books for official authoritative purposes, in which case mm-hmm. it will be me taking on the brunt of the work and you doing distraction, mm-hmm. or a child asking for help with an after-school project of some kind, mm-hmm. in which case, of course, you would take the lead. Which are you feeling today, kiddo? Um, I have bribe money, and she pulls out, like, <laughs> a small allowance. I can be very distracting, I have been told. With bribe, like you're going to bribe people to be distracted and not pay attention, or you're going to use the money? Well, I thought that might help, okay. but I can also just cause a distraction myself okay. if we need. Okay. This is the second time in this show a child has suggested bribes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be mad if Hilda bribing someone worked and Irene bribing You <laughs> tried to bribe Ariel. They knew you. Steve from out of time does not know Hilda. Right. Um, you know how really big grocery stores, this is a small one, but you know how really big ones will have bathrooms behind like the warehouse they let people go in sometimes? Yeah, it's like right next to the door that goes back into the back room. Yeah, there's a grocery store in Wisconsin where it's all the way in the back room, and I'd like this to be like that grocery store in Wisconsin that I have gone to several times, and um, I just want to do the classic, I'm going to use the bathroom, but actually I'm going to snoop. I'm completely switching tacks from what I told Hilda because Sparky is all over the place in every facet of her life. Hilda was going to try to approach Steve and cause a distraction. Yeah, I think I think probably splitting up is the best. Like Hilda will join her back there if she thinks she can, but is going to start by following the plan. Okay, I think the way we'll play this out is we're going to play Hilda talking with Steve. Definitely. And then assuming Tom does a decent enough job of lying... <laughs> The way we'll flavor it is we'll do actually one of our moves, help a friend, where someone is trying to help someone else succeed at their goal. If Hilda is convincing enough to distract Steve, then we'll say that Hilda successfully helped Sparky and you'll get a bonus to your roll. I think that's the easiest way to do that. Does that work for everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's start with Hilda. Hilda, you walk up, you see Steve. He's in an apron. He's got a ball cap. He's cute. He's a cute. He's a solid. Give me a number out of 10, Hallie. <laughs> Eight. He's a solid 8 out of 10. He's a nice guy. Hilda cares nothing for this. No, no, he's he's the kind of guy that, I don't know, a single woman in her 30s might find cute. Fuck you! <laughs> you know, if we ever, if we ever, I can never recommend, I can never be like, I'm Hallie, I have a podcast. Like, I can't do that You now. brought Steve back. I was ready to let Steve die. I, I, I... Admittedly, I kind of angled for it here. Anyways, yeah, you walk up to Steve... Hilda sidles up, like, you know how early on in Breaking Bad, everything Walter White does is, like, something he saw in a movie once, so he's like, ah, yes, gonna act like we're looking at magazines at the stand and talk about our business deals. This is, this is Hilda's effect. Hilda is, like, gonna slide up so that she's, like, got her back to him, looking kind of away, seems to be staring at, like, this peanut butter shelf, and is just gonna take out a five, slowly <laughs> slide it along the counter towards Steve. Booker's eye stalks stare at him over Hilda's <laughs> shoulder. And without removing her hand from him, it's just gonna say, Hey, 
want to make some easy money. Oh, hello, small child. <laughs> what smoothie would you like? Is he Russian? No, I am just gentle. <laughs> this is the gentle accent. Hilda, attempting to mimic all of the cool people in her life, is going to, like, lean an elbow on the counter, one hand on a hip, and say, I, I want the mother of all smoothies. I want a smoothie so good that, indeed, everyone has to come see how good it is over here. <laughs> and there's a little extra involved. She pulls out a $10 bill. <laughs> Slides that onto the counter as well. There's a little extra involved. If you uh, happen to call in that maybe there has been a spill in, in a few aisles here and and, and a couple of, of, of your uh, fellow employees need to come over and leave their posts in the stock room. That'd be, that'd be real cool. Not for anything sinister. I just, you know, it's, it's important to me personally as a person. Only convince somebody. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> I can go higher. I'm. I'm gonna give you a plus one because it turns out that Alexander Hamilton is Steve's favorite president. <laughs> oh God. Oh well. So that's that's a that's a five. <laughs> I'm rolling so low. Can I? Can I? Can I assist? I look so cool with my little eye stalks. I think there's no way to salvage this no. unless Booker wants to do something entirely different. Steve is going to be like, oh, well, um, I, I don't really have that authority. I'm just in the smoothie place. But I understand. I get lonely, too. Here, how about to make it feel like we have more company? We listen to some episodes of my podcast while I make your smoothie. Uh, I mean, I guess so. Jacob. Booker shakes, like, his whole body as if he's shaking his head. Jacob. I'm so glad, because this smoothie will take a while to make. <laughs> Hilda continues nodding and listening. She sees no way out other than to listen to this podcast. Nope. You, uh, so you don't get- What's the name of the podcast? Uh, Which, uh, let me ask you <laughs> in character. What's the name of the podcast? Oh, the name of the podcast is a very interesting one. It's called- What is that catching up, Steve? I've got you one better. That Smooth, Steve. It's called That Smooth, Steve. <laughs> it's a little bit about smoothies. And a little bit about Steve, and... And a little bit about life. And a little bit about life. I'm very glad I failed this roll. So Sparky, you look and you see that Steve is very intently talking to Hilda. Yeah. But there are still people around you milling in and out. Okay. There's someone waiting in line for the bathroom, probably. And I'm right next to where it goes into the back of the grocery store. Like the swinging doors that go into the stock room or warehouse or whatever. Yep. Um, hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like... I'm just gonna go. Like, this is just a random person. I'm just gonna walk in the back Just there. walk like you own the place? Yeah, exactly. Fuck this rando. Yeah, roll. Let's do sneak. Yeah, yeah, you're just walking in. I'm minding my own business. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn it. I was so close. It's a 
10 with my minus one. I was really close to a Malaita. I got a six and a five. So I got a 10. Yeah, you successfully sneak. Yeah! You walk in and the back of the store is small. Okay. And I mean, it was going to feel small regardless because last time you were in the back of this store, it was extending out into infinity. Mm-hmm. You know, you had all the Steves, all of the different stocks, and now it's just, it's a back storeroom. You know, there are people milling about. Yeah. Nothing much. You can see like, Someone on a forklift in front of you who's uh, a smaller figure in overalls doing a forklift, working their job. All right, so I would like to use an AP to add something useful to the environment that wouldn't necessarily be there otherwise. Yeah. I would like uh, an apron, an out-of-time apron to be there, and I want to put it on. I'm just an employee in the back of the warehouse. Yep, you got an apron. It'll act as a signature item, so it'll give you advantage. Whoop, whoop. So yeah, you stick on an apron. Uh, You got an out-of-time apron. I got my little apron. All right, I'm just going to go search it. First, I want to just see if there are any rutabagas back there. And then second, if I don't, I want to see if there's like an office I can sneak into to see like rutabaga order reports. Uh, Yeah, give me an understand roll. And the general books roll understand essentially lets you ask a question. I think the question you want to ask is, where is the information on the rutabaga? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, I have a skilled investigation and I got a plus two in books. So that's going to be a plus three overall, right? Or skills advantage. Skills advantage. Skills advantage. Okay. So I. So that's three dice. Okay. Three dice. Take the results of the top two. <laughs> All right. That is a 12 with my books. Good God. It's not a natural Malaita, but it is a 12. So you ask me a simple question. You'll find information about the rutabaga, but what do you want to know about the rutabaga? Um... I want to know why they lie about how many rutabagas they have. Like, why do they even have a display if they never fucking have any rutabagas? Because, I mean, where are the rutabagas would be great, but Sparky cares less about the rutabagas themselves and more about why bother hiding them? Why bother with the charade that I have seen through? Why not just take them off the display? So, like, where's the answer to that question, Lurkin? Where can I find that? Yeah, so you you look around, you see a couple of other folks, occasionally people in the apron, but again, usually figures wearing overalls and boots. Mm-hmm. And they also seem to be wearing bright red. So it's kind of bright red around their face and arms and then um, overalls and boots. Okay, so they're Mario. <laughs> kind so I'm of. Wear, I'm in the Mario house. Look at all the Marios at the out of time store. You don't really pay <laughs> enough attention to know for sure. Okay. Because you're, you, I know you have an inability on perception if you're investigating. I sure fucking do. I, you remembered. So you just kind of see overalls, boots, red. Yeah. These not rutabagas. Not papers. You don't know if there's a mustache. You haven't seen any green. All right. No purple? No purple. No purple. And uh, you go and you do some investigations. They alphabetize everything. So you look through. You see, like, ramen. You see resto, which is instant pesto. (laughs) Even though pesto is already instant. I was going to ask, what is resto? What is... is Instant pest of what? Like, 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 like pre-made pesto. Like, like you can make fresh pesto. No, you have to. You want to be authentic, but unlike pesto in our world that you can just buy pre-made, like most instant things, you do have to microwave it for it to work. I resto scuba spitting in his grave. Oh. Resto. Resto pesto. Pesto has reached his eternal resto. (laughs) (laughs) 
resto in pesto, Mr. Scuba. It was designed by Oset's grandfather, Pesto Scuba. It's his, like, retirement business. Oh, but if the many things owned by Scuba Corp, the resto conglomerate, they're like Campbell's, but it's to pesto. And, you know, the resto. You get down to the rutabaga. Because rutabagas. And you see a note that says, Reminder, all rutabagas, question mark, will be automatically sold to redacted. (gasps) However, since this is only a temporary thing, because you noticed, Sparky, it started about a month before the campaign started. So it says, because this is a temporary thing, don't bother rearranging the sign up front. Intriguing. And your marker, your tracker goes up from four to five. Oh, yeah. One point. Gain new information that they're selling to an unknown buyer, and this agreement is going to seemingly be temporary. Okie dokie. Uh, all right. I have found that thing that I want. But the second thing is, is there an office back there that is like visible and accessible to me? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I just want to walk in. Okay. I belong there. I have an apron. You walk in and you notice the room is hot. Weird. Very hot. And you see these boots on the desk. Again, grimy boots like everything else and these overalls. But there's some things different as you're able to take in more focus. You notice that unlike the other figures, which are rather small, these boots are large. From a figure probably twice your size. About as large as Lucas Bang, actually. Yeah, that was my follow-up. Are these Lucas Bang's boots? He's not philosophical enough for those. (laughs) He's not, actually. And he also doesn't have a pointy red tail. (laughs) Or bright red skin. You can see this figure is wearing instead of a shirt. Okay, so this is a, this is a figure in these clothes. Yes. Or appearing in these clothes? Okay. This man, this devil, who is sitting, leaned back, and he goes, Well, 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 Sparky Malarkey. And this demon turns around, and you can see he's got a little name tag that says Big Jake Hell. <laughs> and he says... We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. their will, and I could feel a deep, yawning ache in the core of my soul itself. But I definitely didn't cry, because I was tough, and it wasn't the time for tears. I was going to find this phantom thief that had stolen my precious Mossy, and I was going to make them wish they had never died. It's been a couple of hours. Six, actually. It is now seven o'clock, and what have you been doing? To investigate since then. I'm guessing Irene would be trying to follow leads that go nowhere because she doesn't actually have leads and is a small child (laughs) and doesn't have a car. 
to go places. She's just stuck at the museum. So you've been just going around in circles for hours at the museum. Oh no. She's like carrying all of her necromon around. It's been hard. The pain hasn't been there since the attack happened. The, the pain in your soul almost. But it's been six hours. Your body aches, your mind aches, sights and sounds are more sensitive. It's just, it's been a lot. By this point, pretty much everyone is left except for Lexi, the skeleton in suspenders. She's <laughs> still staring at she's still there. the lyric. But as you go back to the scene of the crime, you notice someone standing there. You, have you seen anything suspicious here? Aha! A suspect. <laughs> He's gonna say that before knowing who that person is, just like hearing that voice. Well, he has no reason to think that this is a poor child hunting for a necromon. This is a suspect. Yeah, you know, they're there. That's enough. I am not a suspect. You are. Y- you are my suspect. Yeah. Ha! The suspect is trying to do the classic maneuver from novel twelve. Of Lady Stuff uh, Saga, which is the reverse blame. Ha, trying to make the detective feel like the victim. Well, this is not going to work in this case. You're doing the reverse blame on me. Hmm. Clever, clever stuff. Clever reverse psychology there. Wait, wait, wait. You're just a child. <laughs> I am not a child, but I am also not a suspect. Thank you very much. I am looking for my necromon. Have you seen any moss balls? Hmm, blood thickens here. So now there appear to be not one, but two tiles that are missing different types of necromon creatures. I have not seen these moss balls. Have you seen a little chinchilla thing. It's a little, uh, and he's having a a hard time describing it without saying animal names that are no longer existent. (laughs) Small and fluffy and little legs. Have you seen that? Uh, no. Okay, it appears that now there's two people missing. Listen, I am detective on the case. I am looking for a missing Chinchilla. Oh, that's right. It's a pick pick. That's right. I am in the case of the disappearing pick pick. But now you can also be in the case. So we are in the case of the disappearing pick pick and moss balls. Do you want to join on this investigation? I, 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 yes, I would. I am glad you volunteered to be my assistant. I did no such thing. The reverse psychology is once again at play. I see what is happening in here. Very clever stuff. <laughs> Let's exchange clues. I saw someone in a mask and a cape steal my mossy. Meanwhile, I saw some sort of bite marks by the exhibit over there. Yes, that that, that was... My moss ball. Ah, well, that is a clue that is leading nowhere then. It's just <laughs> another disappearance. So you say you say you saw a guy in a mask? Yes. Do you have any clues to tell me or are our only clues my clues? Because I have not gotten anywhere 
with those clues yet, and it has been several hours, unfortunately. Yes, it appears we are an impasse <laughs> at this moment, but together we can solve the mystery. I do not have any other clues, but if you can tell me everything you can about this mask, I can try and figure out where this culprit went, because I have some inner sense, some natural hunter sense, yeah! and I want to use my new move, Natural Hunter. What? <laughs> that Kike took from spending time and bonding with Toucan. If you want to find a particular character or creature, roll plus fierce, and if you have an access to an item related to the creature you're hunting, roll with advantage. God. So I wanted to say he has the card, and that's related to the pick-pick. And you want to find the pick-pick. Yeah, so I want, you know, it was like, perhaps this is related, and if I find this chinchilla, it will lead to where your moss balls are. I concur. Yeah, roll with advantage, and what stat is it? Fierce. Okay, roll plus fierce with advantage. Okay, with advantage, hang on, because this is, thank God it's with advantage, let me roll with this. I also really love that Kike has said, I have not seen any moss balls, with Irene's arms full of moss balls. <laughs> standing in front of him. He doesn't know <laughs> what a moss ball is. <laughs> Anyways, so I, even with advantage, I got six, <laughs> so I want to use my loaded die to make it a seven. Seven? I'm rolling shit this session. TK, describe how you try and fail to get a scent. I mean, he's just going to like stare directly at the card. <laughs> just staring. At the card, and then up, and then the card, and then up, like, mm, hmm, mm, hmm. And you hear a, take it, Ah, it seems. It's my assistant, Pinguino Rodriguez. He's also on the case. And Toucan makes the big sound. And the subtitles here would say, you are my assistants. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody thinks Kike's the lead. Ah, my assistant has an assistant, Irene says, putting her hand to her chin. Um. So what's a mixed success? Tell me what the results of that are. It just says, you know approximately where your target is. Well, Toucan knows. Toucan knows approximately. So Toucan flaps his wings next to the newly done hole in the dome. <laughs> and he flutters for you to follow him into the next uh, area in order to find where the pick-pick is. Ah, come on, kid. It seems like my assistant, Pinguino, has a scent for both the chinchilla and the moss balls. I see, Irene says, not fully understanding, but just kind of, she's starting to get a little bit into the mystery solving noir aura. I just imagine like the actual noir like environment starts to like extend to Irene too. She's in color until now, but now she's black and white. <laughs> lengthy 11 years of life, I've learned many things. Above all else, trust the necromon. I wasn't sure what this kingpecker was saying, or why he wanted to go the way he did, but somehow that deep ache in my soul was pulling me the same way. The three of us, me, my assistant, and his assistant, made our way to the Ragtime District, 
An old place for old people who liked old people things. I love this place! <laughs> it really was the best part of the valley, though, a classic cultural district that... Um, excuse me? This is my monologue. I'm speaking right now. So we made our way to the boring old person district. The cool, hip district. Which was so archaic that all but the most vibrant colors were washed out into nothing but black and white. That was the kind of morality that we were dealing with. Black and white. Hero and villain. Necro cat and necro mouse. There was no room for shade. So, you follow Toucan and that little feeling in your soul, and you find yourselves in the Ragtime District. The Ragtime District, it's a cultural district, not really a big thing anymore. It's seen more popularity recently as visitors have come from the hereafter to kind of, you know, live out live out some of their, their fun days back, back in the olden days. It's so caught in the past, it feels like everything is black and white, and it's all, you know, outdated places you know you got you got your brick busters you got your diners you can see you know there's a mime on the street you know people going hey pal hey hey you the hustlers i think like hey pal you want you want to be a star can i get a star back on the broadway walk oh my god what the fuck please don't speak to me i'm not supposed to speak to strangers I'm not a stranger, I'm your new best friend. You can call me. You are not. The kid is right. You are not our friend at all. But what you are is a suspect. <laughs> Ouch, sounded like my ex-wife here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! The fuck? This person is not wearing what? a mask or a cape. No, but I mask my feelings. That's what she said in the divorce papers. <laughs> If you masked your feelings, what kind of mask would you use? This is a technique used in the book number three of Lady Tech Stuff's uh, novel series. Well, you know the standard stuff saying I'm tired or I'm fine when really I'm very upset. Going out with the boys on events I didn't really want to go to, but I was too afraid to go home. And just really pouring myself into my work, which, uh, 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 as you can see here, a as a street physical, hustler. A physical type of mask, not an emotional mask. Oh no, I forgot. That same thing happened to the text stuff, that book. It was confused for an emotional baggage and not the actual hints that I needed. <laughs> First off, take an AP for that. I'm just giving you one. Why the fuck not? You deserve it. You deserve it. Um, yeah. I don't even know what to have you roll here. Roll, roll C into his heart. Sure. Why the fuck not? Roll C into this random street hustler's heart to figure out what what his baggage would be. I imagine this street hustler is literally just doing this the whole time he's talking like a video game sprite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm picturing, like, Malaya or one of the Necromons starting to imitate. Well, I, I got, I got six. God damn it. We'll take another AP. Oh. He gets insight into you. No. So I can ask you one question. Oh, boy. What's your emotional mask? I, I knew you were going to ask that. God. <laughs> uh, 
I was not prepared to answer this question about Kike today. Maybe just feeling that he's too old, like he fails to get with the new, the new youngins nowadays. He's too caught up in the old, old ye past with the black and white sort of aesthetic. And sometimes that hurts him. But I guess I'm not the only one caught up in the past, am I, friend? The one hiding, not thinking that he can move on or progress in any ways. I guess that's why you're here in the Ragtime District. Ex Same as us, one of us. Oh, uh, one of us. You're Excuse one of us. Me. Yes, what was that? He's doing tap dancing to this one of us song while you ask him questions. So Irene was saying excuse me to Kike. Oh! <laughs> as she scoots around him, stalks up to this person and pokes them in the nose. Oh boy. What do you want to do with poking them in the nose? <laughs> I would like to then poke them so that they start backing up into like a corner or something to intimidate them. Roll roll me convince somebody with fears for intimidation. With fears? Yeah. Oh, I okay, okay. Okay, so it was a five, but add three. So really it's eight. Okay, so a mixed success on convince somebody. Uh, your target is convinced mostly. Choose one drawback. I'm torn because on one hand, I would be upset if someone backed me into a corner angrily, mm -hmm. but also they've made inconvenient understandings already. So maybe that's the best to keep in line with that. All right. So you poke this man who's doing the tip taps and as he keeps dancing, they get louder and louder, just ringing in your ears, Irene, and kind of blurring the sides of your vision. I would like to bully this man. <laughs> And they're like, hey, 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 what's the big idea? What's the big idea? As they're tipped, tapping back. And what do you want to convince him with your fears? I think that you actually do understand what this skeleton, wh whose name I never actually learned what. I'm just walking around with a strange adult. Uh, no, um, um, what I was saying was that you know what he meant, and you should just tell us what physical mask. Is it a square mask? Is it a monster mask? What, what mask would you wear? Tell me or else. All we call a lamb. Yes. A lamb. <laughs> They're backing Irene up. Well, uh, well, 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 if, if you have to push, I, uh, I wanted to keep this for myself, but I, uh, I, uh, well, I, I guess I, but, uh, I take this mask that I, I found on the street. Uh, well, half of it at least, and you can see he picks up the fan of the opera mask. Oh. But only half of it. He's like, uh, well, I guess, uh, you could, you could keep it. I'll just, uh, I'll be on, be on my way, be on my way. And before he leaves, he makes the inconvenient misunderstanding and he's like, Hey, hey, hey. And he stops. And he puts a hand on your shoulder, Kike, and he looks deep into your eyes. Don't worry about it, bud. My kids call me a strange man, too. <laughs> and he tip taps away. Oh my god. Kike will just be like, ah, 
This is just like that book in the Detect Stuff novels where he is a grizzled man and he's trying to get back in the business, but he can't. It's the worst book of them all. And here I am in the worst possible scenario. I think we should keep walking. I think listening to the youths nowadays is a better idea. As I don't, I have lost the meaning of what truly is important. Now is not the time for an afterlife crisis. <laughs> sure. So, so wait, do you do you know where we are going exactly? Like I know he he gave you this mask, right? Is that is that the mask you saw earlier? It is half of the mask that I saw, but perhaps if we give it to your bird assistant, his name, well, His name is Toucan. I mean, I, I, you can call him Pinguino, but it truly is Toucan. I prefer Pinguino. <laughs> well, you said he caught a scent, so perhaps we can get him to smell this and show us the way. Hmm, that's a good idea. Yes, and like I, I want to say that, like as Yike was having the old crisis, it was start. It was like beginning to look more like color and then once Irene was like ah oh, yeah this clue it just like went back to like noir and it's like ah oh, yes the scent is a good idea my assistant Pinguino what do you see in this clue? We're gonna do another basic investigation roll. Mm -hmm. Roll me and investigate Ari. I want to spend an AP to roll with advantage. Okay yeah roll me three dice. Whoa oh Oh, Malita! 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 Which is really at uh, 13 because it's plus one in books and I got an Annette 12 with advantage. What a night! Ah! So mad and happy at the same time. <laughs> God! Okay, so Ari, as a full success, instead of getting a clue from me, you will be able to ask a question and I'll give you an answer. But in addition to that, you get a critical effect. You could gain an AP. You could double the moves effect. So I would say that as I will give you a second clue. That one will just come from me, though. So you can get two clues for the price of one. Or you can get plus one ongoing whenever you use the information related to the question you're about to ask. I don't know, because I don't know what. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I know enough to ask two things. Well, I, I can give you the other one for free. Oh, okay. Then yes, and two, two clues, I think. Okay, so ask me your first question. I don't know. I want to like ask something related to figuring out the specific owner of this mask. Maybe like, is it made of a specific material or something that I could tell like, ah, it comes from the store fabrics and more fabrics <laughs> and also this specific fabric yeah or i don't know like the how sometimes people do things where they go and look for the receipt of things and it's like ah, i was put in here but kike you turn the mask over and as you do your mind wanders back to those good old days that you can't help but cling to like a life raft in the turbulent ever-changing waters of existence. When I was a younger skeleton than I am today, I would often frequent Chuck Beaver's Emporium of Fun and Pizza. 
Amid all the games and grease, there was a fable to prize the 10,000 ticket mask. It was rumored that this mask could hide your true intentions, that it could even disguise your identity entirely. That's all they ever were, though, rumors. For no being alive or dead was skilled enough to complete this Sephian feat. And yet, in my bony hands, I held a broken mask with a ripped receipt for 10,000 tickets. The phantom mask was real. I had it. But the back of this ripped receipt contained something even more valuable. The rest of the message writ by the mastermind. Once you're done in the dome, meet me at Chuck Beaver's Emporium of Fun and Pizza, where the fun never dies. Signed, E. GK at uh, seeing that is going to be like, Aha, I committed the classic mistake. Always read the fine print. <laughs> like what you've heard? Check out Quest Friends with an exclamation point anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or visit questfriendspodcast.com slash dragons. Huge thanks to Quest Friends for their support. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage, and we've not many left. So, I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app.